from CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today, we look at net price calculators, or NPCs, tools used by colleges and universities across the U.S. to provide cost information to prospective students. The federal government requires that any college that awards federal aid, like a Pell Grant, that institution has to have a net price calculator on its website. Recent research, however, finds that NPCs can provide incomplete, out-of-date, or even misleading cost information on official college websites. For some of the institutions, the most prominently displayed number on the output was a net price that only included some of the costs. Another related problem was in the output making it look like loans were the same as grants. We welcome University of Pennsylvania professor Laura Perna, co-author of a study examining the availability and accuracy of dozens of college NPCs across the country. She joined CPRI Executive Director Jonathan Sapovitz to discuss her team's findings and some important implications for policymakers and college officials. It's clear the U.S. Department of Education is not monitoring compliance. You know, if something is mandated to be done, it would be nice, actually, if it were being done. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Jonathan Sapovitz, Director of the Consortium for Policy Research and Education at the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education. Today I have the real pleasure of speaking with a UPenn colleague, Professor Laura Perna. Laura is the Centennial Presidential Professor of Education and Chair of the Higher Education Division here at Penn, and also serves as the Executive Director of the Alliance for Higher Education and Democracy, better known as Penn Ahead. Thanks so much for joining us on Research Minutes, Laura. Great. Thank you for having me. Today, we're discussing a recent Penn Ahead and Penn GSE research brief, which you co-authored with Jeremy Wright Kim and Nathan Jang, titled, Are Colleges Complying with Federal and Ethical Mandates for Providing Students with Estimated Costs? In your work, you examine the usability and usefulness of so-called net price calculators and other cost information provided by 80 public and private colleges across the U.S. To start, could you just give us a sense of what net price calculators are and why students or parents would use them? Sure. So a net price calculator is one of the few mechanisms available that allows a student the opportunity to try to estimate how much will I actually have to pay out of pocket if I attend this particular university. And part of why it's important is they can get that estimate of of cost before they apply for admission. The federal government requires that any college that awards federal aid, like a Pell Grant, that institution has to have a net price calculator on its website. Well, I guess I guess one of the things that you investigated was the complexity Mm -hmm. of these calculators. So how did they how do they work? What do students need to include in them? So that's a good question. Uh, you know, there's there are different models that are out there. Uh, in our review of net price calculators, we found institutions that use the federal template. And so the federal government provides um, a basic template that uh, students have to answer seven or eight questions. And then the net price calculator gives an estimate of that net price. There are also net price calculators that are developed by an outside vendor, like College Raptor, or you know the College Board has a net price calculator. So that's another type of version of them. You know, one of the things that we observed is that the number of questions that you have to answer in order to get that net price varies tremendously. 
and the types of information that you have to provide as part of that process varies. So let's just take a step back. Um, what got you interested? Why, why did you hone in on net price calculators? So, you know, the overarching goal of my research is try to understand what can we do from the perspective of policy or institutional practice to ensure that all people have the opportunity to go to college and get a high quality higher education. We know from the research that one force that really matters to whether students can go and succeed in college is the information they have about college, including how much it will actually cost. We also know from survey data that the accuracy of information varies, right? And um, you know, people from low-income families and racial ethnic minoritized groups are actually less likely to have accurate or complete information. We also, you know, we just know as people living in our society, a lot of people are worried about college affordability. So thinking about how we can provide information to people about how much it actually costs at particular institutions is really important to helping that pipeline into college. So, you know, that's the broad problem, but this is a complex, it's not so easy to fix it, right? So the actual cost you pay will be different than what I would pay for a variety of reasons. Each college sets its own tuition and fees, and so there's variation there. Then we also know that that's not the only cost of going, right? So if you're trying to estimate in advance how much it will cost, it's important to consider tuition and fees as well as room and board, transportation, books and supplies, those types of costs. Those costs will vary based on whether you're enrolled full-time or part-time. They'll vary if you live on campus or if you live off campus. They may vary based on your major field. So the whole cost bucket is it's complex and it's different for different people at different institutions. Then there's the issue of financial aid. So we have grants that are available from the federal government, from state governments, from colleges and universities. Those grants are provided to students who meet various different criteria. So some grants are awarded based on financial need. Some are awarded based on academic achievement. And then there are other criteria that could be considered in the awarding of grants. And so many people don't pay actually the sticker price of going. And so trying to understand actually how much you'll pay based on your personal circumstances is complicated. Net price calculators, I think, were established by the federal government to recognize this complexity and try to be a mechanism out there that students, families, school counselors can use to try to learn early in the process how much it actually will cost for them from their own out-of-pocket expenses for them to go to to a particular place. So as you've described, while the question is clear, how accurate are net price calculators or do they produce different kinds of estimates of cost, um, investigating that is, I'm sure, more complicated. So how did you go about investigating the different approaches and costs um, associated with different kinds of institutions? So one of the overarching perspectives that we had for the study was to try to understand what college costs would look like and how you understand them from a perspective of a low-income student. And so we spent some time thinking about, well, what are some indicators of usefulness of cost-related information? What are some indicators of usability of information? And you know, we looked at what others have looked at in these types of reviews. Um, so our study builds on work that TICUS, the Institute for College Access and Success, has done, IHEP has done related work. 
So we look, and various different financial aid-related organizations have provided recommendations for the types of information that should be out there. So we tried to draw on what other people have recommended to develop some rubrics, essentially, that we could assess institutional websites and net price calculators. A second step was figuring out which institutions to look at. And so we wanted to focus on four-year institutions to try to You know, certainly there are issues in figuring out costs at community college as well, but we didn't look at that in our study. We also didn't look at for-profit institutions. You know, others have documented some of the problematic practices at some for-profit institutions. So we didn't want to take that on in this study. So we looked at four-year publics and four-year private not-for-profit. We had 40 in each of those different groups. And then we developed a profile, actually four profiles, of low-income students. So we wanted to have um, incomes that were set that would suggest that the student would qualify for a Pell Grant. And then uh, we varied the profiles in a few ways. So we had a traditional age student, someone financially dependent on their parents, and then a profile where uh, a student was older, so on their own. And then for each of those two, we had two different academic profiles to see the extent to which institutions were packaging merit-based aid in this. So Laura, in this work, did you work with partners or um, how was the work supported? So we were really fortunate to have support for this work from Lumina Foundation. That's a fantastic opportunity. So that's a great setup for, uh, for you to tell us how different the institutions, both within the 40 private and the 40 public, were for the four different um, profiles of students? Well, so there were a couple of issues that um, we had to grapple with. So we had 80 institutions total for two of the institutions, and we went back to the institutions several times over the course of data collection, actually. So for two of the institutions, the net price calculator never worked. Mm. So that's obviously an issue. Uh, For nine of the institutions, we weren't able to navigate to the net price calculator from the homepage. So remember, the federal government has said institutions should have these things. And when we did a Google search, we could find it. But it wasn't placed by the institution in a way that said, oh, we actually want you to look at our net price calculator. Another issue that came up was just interpreting the output. And there are a similar set of findings about how hard it is to have comparable output for financial aid offer letters. So there's some parallels between, you know, the estimate that we're looking at in the net price calculator and the actual financial aid offer letter. One of the issues that we found with the net price calculator output is that institutions would give you the output and it would have, to varying extents, basic information the federal government required, but they would highlight particular parts of the output differently. So The federally defined net price is the cost of attendance less grants. And that cost of attendance is supposed to be tuition and fees, room and board, transportation, personal expenses. It's supposed to be a comprehensive cost of attendance. For some of the institutions, the most prominently displayed number on the output was a net price that only included some of the costs, like tuition and fees less grants, or tuition and fees plus room and board less grants. Another related problem was uh, in the output, making it look like loans were the same as grants. And they're actually very different, right? Grants are a gift. You don't have to repay them. Loans can have, they have to be repaid and they can have some important negative consequences, especially if you don't finish your degree program. So that, you know, there's an issue around presentation of information. 
Another type of issue that made it hard for us to c- compare estimates across institutions is that these calculators use different years for the data, and we know that college costs are increasing every year. And so, having an estimate that's using data that are more than two years old, or even that aren't the current year, really limits the usability of the information. But even as you describe. The difficulty in comparability. A lot of the things that you're describing, which are impediments to seeing a clean picture, are indeed findings of of your work. So, let's separate these two. What do you take away as、um, suggestions for guidance for the federal government, who has stipulated that colleges use these net price calculators? Well, one issue is that it's clear the U.S. Department of Education is not monitoring compliance. Right, and certainly the U.S. Department of Education has lots of things going on. But you know, if something is mandated to be done, it would be nice actually if it were being done. And we try to stress here that colleges and universities should have a moral obligation to be transparent in their costs and provide complete information and make it clear to students that grants are different from loans and that actually the cost of attendance. If you go to college, you are going to have to buy books, right? That should not be a cost that's treated kind of like it's optional. Well, that's really、yeah. important for the federal government,、um, and now you're heading towards some of the implications for colleges and universities. And it seems that you know the first thing is being able to have a functioning and accessible calculator. <laughs> yes,、um, that would be very important. And、um, but beyond that.、Um, What are some suggestions that, based on your work, that you would give to colleges and universities to make these things more transparent and of higher utility to prospective students? So,、uh, using current data would be very good. Highlighting the net price that meets the federal definition is really important. You know, we could argue about whether that's the right price to highlight, but that should take place elsewhere. For these outputs, institutions should be highlighting. The price that allows students to compare estimates across institutions. It would also be useful to have more information about what the costs actually reflect, and you know. So the minimum requirement is for these net price calculators to show the costs for students who are first-time students attending full-time, and we know that that's only a small segment of the portion of students who are going to college. And if I could have you know wave my wand and have my vision of the world. I would love to have mechanisms out there that help students with their individual circumstances have a better idea of how much it's going to cost. You know, what about for students who are attending part time? You know, we had I explained that we had these four different profiles. For some institutions, the estimate that we got didn't differ across the profiles, and so that just raises some questions about who the estimates actually apply to when you use these calculators. There's also, I think, these、um, net price calculators are also an opportunity for institutions to help educate people about not only what the costs are, but what the mechanisms are to pay for college. So, right now in the federal template, institutions just have to show the total amount of grants. But helping people to understand, you know, to get some grants, you have to meet some academic performance, and being clear that, you know, if you actually don't reach that level of academic performance, you're not going to get it, or You know, just being clear about what the requirements are for getting the aid, what the requirements are for maintaining the aid. It will also be really nice if these mechanisms really encourage students to take the next step, 
So making sure that people complete the application for federal financial aid, the VAFSA, um, is really important. We know at least some students who enroll in college qualify for federal aid, but they don't get it because they haven't completed the form. And then we should be encouraging students to reach out for questions. You know, on some of the output, it's not clear what you do if you want to get more information or who you should contact. And so I think that these things are an opportunity for students to be in dialogue with institutions about how to actually afford the cost of going to college. It strikes me that your profiles of four different kinds of students is kind of a useful thing too. And I'm wondering if whether there are a half a dozen typical students or something like that. And if one suggestion to the federal government might be to take, you know, a dozen typical students or or just profiles of students and say that every college and university should give a calculation with these common attributes for those kinds of students. And it's really not a calculator, but it's a way of inducing comparability. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, I think, um, and this is part of a broader conversation, I think, about how we as a community really recognize the diversity of students that are enrolling in college right now, right? So there's just such a range of personal circumstances, a range of family incomes, a range of age of students, a range in enrollment status. And we have to figure out how to make sure that everybody has the information that they need in order to make good decisions about college going. For sure. So based on what you've discovered here, and and often the things that we discover aren't as clean as the things that we go in intending to f- try and understand, where does your work go next? That's a great question. Uh, well, so I am fascinated by this I- issue of information. You know, information really matters to this process. And in some senses, uh, we have a lot of information out there. You, know, you Google financial aid and lots of things come up. But you know, the real issue, I think, is having information that is usable and it's useful and it's relevant to your personal circumstances. And so, you know, I, I am um, thinking about how to further explore, you know, what are the types of information that different people need and how is information used? You know, I have anecdotal information and talking to school counselors that people are using, they're using net price calculators to try to identify financially feasible institutions for their students they're serving and trying to advise. Um, you know, I'd like to know a little bit more about what are the actual mechanisms that people are using to get information. And I really am very curious and would like to know more about how we can get the right types of information out there to people who are following a not non-traditional track. So Laura, this is really incredible work. And I encourage all our listeners to read the full research brief. Um, and there's a article in Education Policy as well. Um, the brief is titled, Are Colleges Complying with Federal and Ethical Mandates for Providing Students with Estimated Costs? And it's available at ahead-pen.org. That's ahead-pen.org. Laura Perneth, thank you so much for joining us on Research Minutes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, visit us at researchminutes.org. To share your thoughts on today's episode or suggest future topics, you can follow us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E Hub.